0: What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. We are your hosts here on this Monday episode of the show. And it is that time of year again as college basketball takes center stage with the tournament finally upon us. If you're looking to wager this year, Bet Online is the number one spot for all of your updated odds and info along with great contests including the bracket contest where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Check out bet online head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code believe to get started. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet online is where the game starts. Kyle, happy Monday to you. Keep your head on a swivel.
1: My head is swiveling because it is T-minus, as of this recording, 27 minutes until the legal tampering window opens for 2022 free agency, and it's going to get weird. So, uh, yes, very eager to see how teams are going to respond to having $208.5 million in, in spending power this year as compared to years past. And um, we're gonna see how many bombshells drop on us. Because listen, you think you're safe, you're out of the woods, and Tom Brady just decides to come back mm. and play again. So, you know, mm. even when you think you're in a, a lull, you're you're probably gonna get something big because that's how this offseason has played out in its entirety so
0: far. Yeah, last week has been absolutely nuts. Uh, don't Dutty. get chapped, right? Don't get chapped today. Watch out for the. That's fake the best advice
1: we're going to give. Yeah, that's the best advice. Make sure you triple check. Yeah. No, um, the, the the Tom Brady thing. I had to I had to read it four times.
0: Yeah, I think I think, like, I think okay, everyone did. You're Tom like, Brady.
1: wait,
0: okay, Tom Brady, are you actually coming nope. back? And are you going to Tampa? Seven times later, you feel good enough. Check, check. Yeah. All right. Well. so... All of this will have massive implications on (laughs) the NFL draft. We've got a fun mock draft to react to today. Keith Spicy Sanchez delivered the goods this week for the draftnetwork.com, and he got weird, man. He got weird, and so we're going to put it through our mock draft superlatives and break down some crazy stuff that old Keith put together for this week's TDN mock draft. We will start with favorite pick.
1: Yeah, there were um, a lot of fans that were plenty angry about how this mock draft played out. But you know what? The NFL draft, it's a fickle, unpredictable beast, right? So you never know when something is going to happen that's unexpected. My favorite pick isn't necessarily one that I think is unexpected, but it's kind of the what do you do along the way to get there? and it's Charles Cross to the Saints at Mm. 18. You think about Teron Armstead and his athletic profile and playing left tackle for them, and the Saints, obviously, they're in the Deshaun Watson market, so this may not end up not even being a New Orleans Saints pick. But um, if they are picking at 18 and you do need to replace Teron Armstead, who's going to get a market reset contract, if Charles Cross is there, you take it and run with it, right?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Million percent. Yes. My uh, my favorite pick, and I want to give Keith a lot of credit here for making my favorite pick be the pick Bills of my pick. favorite team, yeah, the I Buffalo bet. Bills. Andrew yes. Booth, corner from Clemson, getting to 25. Uh have no idea if the Bills would actually pick a corner in the first round. I don't know that there's a lot about their history that suggests that they will, but. If Andrew Booth were to be on the clock and the Bills pulled the trigger, I'd be one happy dude on draft day. Booth's one of my favorite players in the class. I've been talking about him, I feel like, since May. And, um, you know, I. it's funny how this cornerback class has kind of taken shape with Sauce Gardner kind of elevating himself to the top corner spot. Derek Stingley is continuing to fall. I'll get to Stingley at some point here. I'm, I'm guessing you probably will as well. But also, Booth is kind of a guy that. It doesn't seem crazy to think he could be available at this point in the draft. And if he were there, uh, this would be big for the Bills. Trey White coming off of an ACL tear, probably won't be ready for the start of the season. And, uh, you know, for as good as the Bills' defense was last year, their pass defense let him down against Kansas City, Booth would be a big boost to that defense. Biggest surprise.
1: There's one answer here, right? Well, the problem is that
0: I know that there is technically one answer, but there was a lot that I wanted to get to. And so I had to shuffle things around strategically okay. within su- no. in the superlatives.
1: As, so let's just acknowledge Kyle Hamilton's fall is the big surprise, right? Sure. And now you can go wherever you want, but for me yeah. it was yeah. Kyle Hamilton falling out of the top 20 is a big surprise. And I'm sure the argument here is something to do with positional value, which he mentioned. Uh, he didn't, I mean, his jumps were really good, but he didn't. He ran a 4.59, which I, I think maybe some people were expecting a tenth of a second faster. He doesn't yeah. look slow when you watch him on tape, so I'm not super concerned about it. Uh, but in a, in a class that, listen, I'm starting to work through some of these other safeties, um, and I think there's more day two options available versus the scarcity at some other spots. Like, could I see a little bit of a tumble for Kyle Hamilton? Sure. To 24? I'd be shocked. I think somebody would go up and get him before he got that far. But I think back to when Derwin James got drafted too. And we all said, there's no way Derwin James is going to go in the first half of the first round, right? Like he's that good of a player. Well, it happened. You never know. But I was scrolling here, waiting for Kyle Hamilton's name to show up. And it took me a little longer than I thought it was going to. So that's my biggest surprise.
0: I'll get to Kyle Hamilton in, in my superlatives, but Kyle, the reason I, I opted to not put it at biggest surprise is because, like you said there, Derwin James got to 17. If Derwin can get to 17, is it that crazy to think Hamilton couldn't get to 24? Um, it's still crazy, but I for that reason, I couldn't put it my as my biggest surprise. What I wanted to put down here is Christian Watson to the Philadelphia Eagles, I think at yeah, pick 19. North Dakota statewide receiver, I like Christian Watson a lot. Heightweight speed guy, ton of explosive plays throughout his career at North Dakota State. But I wonder if maybe this is a, a little bit too aggressive for him to be a top-20 pick with you know the other good receivers in this class, the way the NFL has continued to find value for receivers on day two. I'm just not sure that I'm anywhere near ready to think of Christian Watson as a top-20 player, much less – a guy that I think is really in the first round conversation. So to see that uh, as one of the moves. Oh god, Keith Keith got the poop hat out or well, Kyle got the Keith. Congrats Kyle. Yeah, the poop hat is out for Keith. <laughs> Jeez.
1: Congrats for being initiated. Now, who kn- can you say that 5 times fast for me? Uh,
0: whatever I tried to say there, I cannot say again. I'm Ky- glad that Ky- sentence Kyle is Keith over with. Kyle
1: Keith got the poop poop poop.
0: <laughs> Kyle Keith yeah, yeah, it was not that was not a great moment it's of uh little,
1: of articulating my
0: thoughts, but yeah, little, definitely messy. sloppy. Yeah, a little sloppy. Uh, so I had to go with Christian uh, yeah. Watson, biggest surprise.
1: Okay, cool. So uh-huh. we are going to transition to tell me why and sneaky good pick. Joe, mm-hmm. I'd like you to give me your best. Tell me why. And I don't mean like the, the lyrics from the song, but tell me why pick here from this yeah. Keith Sanchez mock draft.
0: Tell me why. Derek Stingley Jr. falls to 21 in the New England Patriots. Why should that happen? Like, are we is is I understand he's not necessarily going to be the top five pick we thought he was going to be in 2019, but to get this far down the board with it being such a premium position and him being a premier talent, 21. Tell me why that happens.
1: I want to I want to ask you a question. If he right. doesn't go to New England, are you bothered by it? No, because we're a couple of well, AC East guys. Let's no, that's fair. that's fair.
0: That's fair. Yeah, a little bit bothered for sure. That that heightens it. But also, <laughs> I mean, I've kind of come full circle that I think Derek Stingley's the best corner in the draft. And I just don't know. Like, mm-hmm. three, you could just, every team, you can almost make an argument that they could pick him, that they could pick him, that they could pick him. To get to 21 is just nuts. A, a talent like him has no business getting that far down the board. Maybe the injury stuff concerned you. Well, I don't know, man.
1: I've seen some teases good. that he might end up go I've seen some teases he might get out of the top twenty from folks in, in in circles through you know various other media outlets kind of teasing that this isn't outside the realm of possibility. I think Kyle Hamilton falling outside the top twenty is more crazy than Derek Stanley falling outside the top twenty. Ooh, I don't know if you would agree
0: with that. Really? I don't yes. agree with that. I disagree with you on that.
1: Strictly because of positional value?
0: Well, certainly that's a big, big part of it. Yes.
1: Because like Derek hasn't tested. Right. He had a Liz Frank injury. He has not put his best film on on record for two years now. Yeah. And Kyle Hamilton answered his biggest question, which was ball production before he got hurt this year. So I feel like your argument would have to be rooted in strictly positional value, right? It, It is. It is. Yeah. Okay. Um, So, I mean, if you look at where was a spot where somebody went that you would have liked to have seen Stingley go instead?
0: Well, you know, I'd love to have the mock draft open, but Chris Schubert yelled at me for having too many tabs open on my computer.
1: Uh, Name Um, a team. I'll tell you who they pick. Baltimore. Baltimore took Trevor Penning. Minnesota. Minnesota took Jordan Davis.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um,
1: right here. there you go. Philadelphia.
0: Wait, I know he had him taking McDuffie.
1: Yep, McDuffie, Zion Johnson, and Christian Watson.
0: Chargers. I With mean, Demonte they're spots, why. dude. Okay, spots, man. All right.
1: Um, my. Raiders?
0: I'll be further down. Sorry.
1: My, tell me why is why with all of the ideology that we have seen for the Seattle Seahawks, for as long as this regime has been in place, they would spend a top 10 pick on a corner in this class. They took Sauce Gardner at nine. And we just know, we know how, and I understand there's been defensive coordinator turnover in Seattle a little bit, and haven't consistently been same assistant staff, But John Schneider and Pete Carroll are still here. And they're still the guys calling the shots. And this has been a a defense that has gotten good production from low-level draft picks. And while Mm -hmm. I think Amon Garner's a perfect fit for what they want to do, and a perfect stylistic fit and a perfect physical traits fit, I have a hard time getting on board with that valuation for Seattle based on their draft trends.
0: Yeah, I understand I understand why you would say that. Um what's interesting is if you if you take it like assume Seattle in this scenario doesn't pick Sauce and they pick a different player, how does the yeah. landscape of the corner shift again? You know what I mean? Because it's pretty crazy they all right. fell in, in some way here, you know? Be right. Then I there. think
1: you get to well and the Jets it Jets took Jermaine Johnson at 4, which was rich in its own right. Um yeah. I don't hate it. But rich in its own right. So would the Jets then take Amari Gardner at ten? I don't could, know. Could I, possibly it, be. Yeah. Yeah. Could That's be as simple as a flip, but if it's not, you know, then the domino effect really starts to take shape.
0: Yeah. Sneaky good selection.
1: Uh, my I got my answer. Sneaky, up, but you go ahead. My sneaky good selection is Daxton Hill to the Chiefs. Uh, the, the the deeper we get into this cross-check process that we are in, the greater and greater appreciation I have for Daxton Hill. And I do think you, you look at Kansas City and this team defensively and what they are poised to potentially be facing as turnover, uh, there's a lot there. And to have somebody like Daxton Hill who has played in the high post, he's played in the slot, he can play in the box, he can do all those things. Um, I really like that addition. And Daxton, for me, I closed the tab. What an idiot I am. Let me, I'll let you go. And when you come back from doing your sneaky good pick, I'm going to tell you where Daxton Hill is on my rankings through like 140 players right now.
0: Okay. Please. My sneaky good selection this might be my favorite superlative that I was able to come up with today. And that is Devontae Wyatt, 17 to the Chargers, the defensive tackle out of Georgia. And Devontae Wyatt, I think, has an extremely high ceiling as a pass rusher. And what I really love about this idea is if you think about having Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa and Devontae Wyatt and dropping eight, you could rush those three dudes and create a lot of problems for that opposing quarterback because you're going to be able to have guys that can get home and you're going to be able to flood the coverage lanes. And that's exactly what the Cincinnati Bengals were able to do against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Well, that's your division. And oh, by the way, you got Russ Wilson there now with Denver and Josh McDaniels taking over a Raiders team that was in the playoffs last year. I think this is a very strategic move, should it come to fruition, to allow you to be more aggressive with your drop-eight coverage and understanding that you have a lot of potency to get home with those three players up front in y- or excuse me, in Mack, in Bosa, and in Wyatt.
1: I have daxon Hill currently 19th on my rankings and I've got I t- think he's like 27 from or something yeah so I mean this is this always happens I end up liking a guy and then you end up liking him more than I do and you end up liking <laughs> guys and I end up liking them more we have that weird reciprocity back and forth where we end up stealing each other's guys when it's all said and done reciprocity so to you for it's good new vocabulary, vocabulary right? for day. Joe here. New, uh, reciprocity. Bring it back Hashtag. who is it? was was that, that every trevor ever Every Trevor ever of course.
0: reciprocity
1: And he would always come in on takes a take reciprocity Let's
0: See what Are the you definition is this is The practice of exchanging things with others for mutual benefit, especially privileges granted by one country or another organization to another. Wow. Easy Joe, I'm going to need you to close that tab,
1: please. Oh. Chris, get back to your plumbing issues. (laughs) (laughs) So that was my sneaky good pick was Daxon Hill. Getting him at 30 when uh, he's, as we evaluate more players, holding steady in our ranks. As you can you can't see safeties on the board behind me, but he's he's back there and he's pretty high up. So Uh, a sneaky good pick for me.
0: All right, a couple more to get to here. Uh, best value. I'll, I'll go ahead and go first here because this is bringing up the Kyle Hamilton thing. Kyle Hamilton, 24 sure. to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this sure. is where I thought I had to put it because, I mean, I know he's going to be probably player one for you. He'll be in the top three for me. And when you get that guy at 24, three, what's not to love, man? I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy good value. So I had to put that down for best value. Only top, top three? Top three for me, Kyle. Yeah. Too I hate him. Come Top time. three player on my board. Yeah, what do I? What do Bye I hate? him? <laughs> uh, not for me. You know, only my uh, third player on the
1: board. It's so dumb. Um, <laughs> I think best value for me, it's between the last two picks: Kenyon Green and Nicobi Dean. And uh, you see these guys kind of get to this range pretty consistently. But if I'm Detroit, I'm a really good impact player. Nicobi Dean is that. If I'm the Bengals, I want the best starting offensive lineman that's available. Kenyon Green, like if we're being fair to him, he came into the combine and kind of established everything that we thought he was going to be as a player. We've had this guy in the mid teens for a long time. And now magically we're getting through the mock drafts. And because we're, our eyes are getting caught by other players who made big splashes and have kind of redefined their narratives instead of being slow and steady, but kind of boring in a good way. um, Kenyon Green kind of, Getting a little later here in these mocks, and whether that's positional value or not, I don't know. Um, but if the Bengals get Kenyon Green at thirty-one, they got to be over the moon happy, in my mind.
0: Are you aware of this wee woo? No. It's a Miami Dolphins wee woo. You've re-signed Is Emmanuel it? Ogba to a four-year, sixty-five million-dollar deal, thirty-two million guaranteed. Four years, to
1: sixty-five. So that's fifteen. Six, 16, Bro, I'm not 16 doing and any quarter. math, I'll tell you. 16 and a quarter. Like I'm not a math guy, but I can get that, damn it. 16 and a quarter per. Let's go.
0: I know you I weren't were you weren't expecting that.
1: Get. No, I was not. They were trying to tell us that he was going to get 18, 19 mil. I was like, okay, Drew mm. Rosenhaus, keep talking to the agents. Keep talking to the media and, and keep drumming that <laughs> that uh, that market up and try and get that urgency done. We kind of heard that. Uh, the urgency, if it was going to get done, was they wanted to get it done before he hit the open market. So good for Manuel Agba. He's been a great player for the Dolphins for the last two seasons, led the team in sacks each of the last two years, and, and I'm very happy to, that he's going to be back.
0: All right. Uh, I love to take honors, and I, and I don't get it. All right? Yes. The Carolina Panthers picking Kayvon Thibodeau. Over Ike Oh. So this scenario, Aquanu sense, falls. And my guy, <laughs> Keith Sanchez, who I love dearly, gave the Carolina Panthers cave on Thibodeau. Brother, I have obviously not spent enough time talking with Keith Sanchez about the left tackle <laughs> woes for the Carolina Panthers for him to What's pass that on. that They've had a different primary starting left tackle every single year since Jordan Gross retired in 2012. Come on. There's no way that the Panthers should even consider. If Equanu's on the board, it'd be the easiest decision that franchise has ever made, especially. Well, if they trade for Deshaun Watson, they're probably not going to have that pick. But as of this moment, they still do. And passing on Iquano for KT would be nuts to me.
1: Uh, my, I don't get it. Saturday afternoon. Phone goes off. Bring. It's a text message from Keith Sanchez. He asked me a question. He says, Kyle, what do you think of, uh, what do you think of Sky Moore wide receiver from Western Michigan? I was like, I like him. I was too low on him when we did regional grading. I bumped him up a couple points. Would not be surprised to see him sneak into a contender at the end of the first round. And he goes, All right, let me see what I can make happen. So then I open up the mock when it drops on Sunday, and lo and behold, he's not in there. So, Keith, I don't get how I gave you the endorsement and you wanted it to happen. And then it didn't happen. So I'm just going to need you to explain when we get on our staff meeting next time after <laughs> you listen to the show how I said, um, I said Dallas, uh, Tennessee, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, all logical landing spots for Sky Moore. Well, Dallas got Kyle Hamilton. I get it. You know, I get why you wouldn't give him Sky Moore. Tennessee got Traylon Burks. I think about what you have in Julio jo- or Julio Jones, what you have in A.J. Brown. I think Sky might be a nice compliment. Traylon Tr- Burks can for. just
0: step in and do the Jonu Smith stuff, man. Same thing. Same player.
1: Oh, my Lord. He said same player.
0: <laughs> just what? A three yards average depth of target <laughs> throwing the ball and asking him to create? That's all they did with Jonu oh Smith, God, and God this guy got the most players. money ever in tight end history. Come on, man. Am I Chris, wrong?
1: Chris, it's the same Chris go crap. ahead and edit that out. to say no the arkansas the arkansas offense it was either we're going to throw you back shoulder stuff down the field we're going to run you on real shallow stuff underneath or we're going to motion you across the set you're going to run the leak route out into the flat we're going to give you the ball in the flat like what i have to
0: catch. so he offers the back shoulder stuff that john who didn't but (laughs) otherwise get into space Wolf he's bigger
1: he's bigger uh kyler gordon to tampa bay i think i'd 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 probably take it Skymore over over Kyler Gordon. Green Bay, Jahan Dotson. Okay, I get it. And Kansas City, they got Dyson Hill, so I get it. So there were a couple spots. So Keith, I need you to tell me why you didn't end up making this thing happen and putting Skymore in the back end of your mock. So that's that's my I don't get it. Uh, but Joe, if you'll excuse me, I gotta go pop some champagne. Uh, what's this? Wee woo. Oh, Joe Rams re-signing Joe Noble.
0: He got the bag, the bro. are
1: going to start coming. What do he get? He got the bag.
0: Three years, 40. What? Bro.
1: He got, <laughs> he got 40 the for bag. three. 25 Holy guaranteed, cow. man.
0: It's worth up to 47 and a half. Unbelievable. The guys started very few games. That's he nuts. Five games? <laughs> That's nuts, bro. That's nuts. He's a good
1: fit for the system. We know that. He's a good fit for the system. But good good for you, Joe Noteboom. Um yeah, it's the wee woos are gonna be coming hot and heavy. So we got we gotta get out of here. We got a meeting to go to. <laughs> it's gonna be a crazy day. Make sure you like the channel, like the video, subscribe to the channel, where you get notifications when there's new content on the YouTube channel. If you're a podcast fan. Please, by all means, just hit subscribe to the, the RSS feed. That way uh, you can keep tabs of all of our episodes of Draft Dudes. I want to thank our friends at BetOnline for their continued support of the show. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert off in the ether somewhere. Thanks, as always, for watching or listening to Draft Dudes. Enjoy the start of the legal tampering slash negotiation period for NFL free agency. Talk with you guys again tomorrow.
0: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me.